2: What is up everyone, this is the morning grind and I'm not Stevie. He, I believe had a internet cable um, get slashed through someone digging a new pipe or something, I don't know, his internet's out. Who knows? We've all been there before. Nothing you can do about it because let's be honest, the internet company controls at least my life. I don't have any choice in it, but this is the morning grind. It is a Friday edition. It's February 11th and I'm joined by Eyes8199, Keith Eister. How you doing over there, buddy?
1: Yeah, doing good. Um, late fell in for Stevie here, but Got a good little seven-game slate coming off of a, a pretty wild trade deadline, so it was a, a fun day in the NBA yesterday. Um, we're recording this as a Milwaukee Phoenix game is is going on. It's a it's a really good one, so yeah, should be I've some fun basketball down the stretch for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean that it like there there is nothing better than the NBA trade deadline. Like there is nothing better. I mean I like NBA is probably my third favorite sport, but the trade deadline is just incredible. And like every, there's always something like this year we thought, Oh, it might be a little bit boring. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, James Harden's probably going to Philly. And then it's out of nowhere, Dinwiddie and uh, what's his name? Bertans for Porzingis. And then Harold gets traded to Charlotte, which I don't care if he helps the team or not, that's going to be the most fun team in the league to watch by like such a wide margin. The the games are just gonna be incredible. Watch this is the since this is a fantasy show. Watch out going forward because Charlotte already won the best matchups in the league. Now definitively incredible matchup for everyone. Harold just brings in it it's it's gonna be so much fun. I'm I'm looking I I hope that he plays today. Um, because that that's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, that's going to bring an interesting dynamic to these the slate for sure, depending on whether the new arrivals are, are going to make it in time for the games. So, we so know a that lot this, of
2: them aren't in the player pool.
1: Right. Yeah, um, I was noticing that, too, as I was researching. So we'll we'll definitely have to it'll be a heavy news day to try to figure out who's in and, and who's out. Um, yeah. And if involved, they add anyone to yeah. the
2: pool, like and obviously, look, it might be different on different sites. I know DK, which is what we're going to be going off of. They didn't add almost anyone to the player pool. I mean, Ben Simmons is still on Philly for this. Uh, Harold's not in there. Like, pretty much everything. Um, yeah, it hasn't updated yet. So, I mean, it's not going to affect a lot of things. Like, obviously, if Harden plays in Philly, like, that affects Embiid's usage. But we'll get to that. Let's just go ahead and dive right in. we got the first game of the night. we got Charlotte going up against Detroit. Um, Charlotte has Hayward out. Martin out. McDaniels out. Ish Smith traded. Carrie um, traded. Um, On the other side, Detroit, Cade, second in a back-to-back. He did not play on Thursday. Don't know if he's going to play on Friday. Lyles, he is gone. He's over at the Kings. And then, yeah, none of the new guys are in the player pool here. So let's start off with the Charlotte side. Obviously, Harold might affect things a little bit. Uh, How are you treating this if Harold does play and if he doesn't? I'm kind of under the assumption that he's not going to play. But with Hayward out, obviously, there's a lot of usage to go around. Who are you targeting
1: over on the Charlotte side of things? Yeah, you touched on it. Charlotte's been one of the best teams um, on both sides of fantasy matchups all season long. I don't think that changes. Um, My feel right now, obviously, it's still really early, but I feel like the guys who are just traded um, are not going to be available for these Friday night games. So I think we're going to have a couple of short rotations. You mentioned the the injuries on Charlotte Hayward and Martin being out. They were already shorthanded. And over the last couple of games, we've seen them run really tight rotations. Um, they basically played six guys over 40 minutes. Um, and then Ish Smith was another rotation piece who got a little bit of run. He's obviously not going to be available for this, t- this game as he's been traded. So the top six guys on Charlotte, I have a ton of interest in. Um, I will say like lamelo's priced up and Bridges is priced up. Terry Rozier is, is really priced up. I think Rozier at 7,300, I'm going to have difficulty p- paying that price. I've always got interest in LaMelo because of his ceiling. Um, This matchup against Detroit is outstanding, so he can certainly find a ceiling game here, especially if Detroit manages to keep this one close throughout and and LaMelo gets his full run. Um, But I think my favorite play on Charlotte is Kelly Oubre. uh, Just 5,900 on DK here, moving into the starting lineup with Hayward out. Um, He's been shooting the ball a ton. uh, So I I really like Oubre.
2: Yeah, yeah, Oubre is probably my favorite play i mean he's getting more minutes he got 36 in the last game Oubre likes to shoot i know he didn't put up a great game didn't shoot fantastically and didn't get much peripheral stats a lot less than he normally does but if the minutes are going to be there sitting at 5900 that's far too cheap of a price tag and then rogier bridges ball are all fine plays like ball is by far my favorite out of those three i mean he's been playing high 30s low 40s uh, minutes recently and so the fact that he's getting a ton of run we've seen his upside earlier on the season when he was playing a bunch of minutes we've seen his upside throughout the season um even though he's not playing a bunch of minutes so ball is my favorite going up against a bad detroit team it's only a six and a half point spread here if harrell ends up playing it's a slight downtick to pretty much everyone Plumley becomes entirely unplayable i still don't think he's very playable at the moment right now uh pj washington you can do worse things at five two but He's, he's kind of off my list, too. Over on the Detroit side of thing, I mean, if Cunningham doesn't play, that's going to be kind of a big thing here. If Cunningham's out, then obviously no one's priced about 6500 Best matchup on the board going up against Charlotte. You interested in any of these guys?
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, Charlotte plays really, really fast. So this is a pace-up spot for Detroit. Uh, if Cunningham is in there, I have interest in him. He's priced up a little bit at 8 k but I'm fine with that in, in this matchup. Um, I, I, they're going to be careful with him. If he is active for this game, I feel like he's fully healthy and should get his full run. So if Cunningham's in there, I'm going to play him. If he's out, um, Jeremy Grant's price just has not come up yet. He's struggled a little bit in his return, but he did get up, um, 30 minutes. He's been over 30 minutes here recently, just hasn't quite rounded into form completely, but we're getting a discount on what Jeremy Grant should be priced, especially if Cunningham is out. So quite, quite a bit of interest in Grant. Um, regardless of whether Cunningham plays or not. Um, I would like Cunningham to be out to get to city Bay. If, if he is out, then I, I have a lot of interest in Bay, even at 6,500. Um, and then Diallo is the other one that interests me still only 4,600. He should be shooting the ball a lot. If Cade is out, um, should see a decent usage rate out of him. Corey Joseph. I mean, I take it or leave it at, at 4,300. If I, if we need the value, Um, I think he's fine, he'll probably be in the starting lineup if Cade is out. But if if Cade's in there, probably not on him or Dial.
2: Yeah, so if Cade's out, then I love everyone here. Like it's really simple. Cade eats up so much usage, and you look at all these guys' box scores, and it's nothing really impressive. Guess what? They're getting blown out every single game. This game is in Detroit. Charlotte's not a great team, and it's a six and a half point spread. I think it's less likely to be a blowout here than it has been in recent games. I mean, I'm probably bringing it back with a Charlotte player every single time with uh, any guy in Detroit I play, but Sadiq Bay at 6,500. k doesn't end up playing far too cheap here. He could end up playing mid-30s, high-30s minutes if this game stays close. Jeremy Grant, yeah, he got up to 32 minutes. The other night got up to 30 uh, last night or two nights ago. And uh, yeah, he's uh, probably going to play mid-30s minutes if the game ends up staying close. The reason why he hasn't, played a ton recently again huge blowout versus dallas moderate blowout going up against minnesota so the volume has been there 16 shots in the last game he just hasn't been shooting the ball well so jeremy grant is one of my favorite plays on the board as a bring back here in this charlotte game and then diallo yeah like he's 4600 we know his upside we know he's going to chuck 14 11 and 17 shot attempts at each of the lot in the last three games gets boards can occasionally get a stock or two. Um, so those are the main three guys that I want to play and all of them are pretty solid overall values of cutting Cunningham, in Cunningham's out of Cunningham's in everyone's a little bit of a downgrade, but I'm fine with playing all of them. And I'm fine with playing Cunningham in this spot here. Cause guess what? It's Charlotte moving it's, on to the yep, next game
1: here. I Sorry. do have a little interest in, in Kelly Olenek too. Um, he's still only 4k Trey Lyle's out of town. He didn't quite see the bump I thought he was going to get, um, and, in last night's game, he only played 21 minutes, um, came off the bench in that game. But he's a guy we've seen put up a lot of fantasy points in our hurry. So I think there's some upside on those minutes for Kelly Olinick. He could be in play as well.
2: Yeah, I definitely don't hate that. I forgot about him probably getting a bump of miles out. Gosh, trade deadlines. It's always so hard to dissect and remember everything. But, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a problem I'm happy to deal with. Moving on to the next game, we've got Cleveland going up against Indy. No line-out for this yet. Uh, Cleveland, marketing is still out. Sexton, obviously, still out on the Indy side of t- things. I mean, a lot of people are gone. Brogdon <laughs> is questionable. Jackson is questionable. Turner is out. Craig is gone. McConnell still out. Rubio, obviously, still uh, out. He's just a recent addition there. Halliburton, I think, is going to play here. Um, yeah, he's expected to be available. So let's just get started off with the Cleveland side of the game. Um, I don't like the price tag, but Lavert revenge is a thing. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to play him, but there are still some interesting pieces in the spot here. Uh, you looking at any Cleveland players?
1: Yeah, Lavert at 8,600 and probably coming off the bench. Uh, didn't get a ton of run in his first game with uh, Cleveland, so I don't, tough to play that, but I'm with you. It kind of feels like a spot where he's just gonna, like his usage is gonna be insane. Um, but yeah, he's more expensive than Garland. So it's difficult to click that button, but I do have a, a lot of interest in Garland. Um, Allen and Mobley, I, I have some interest in as well. The indie side is gonna be really hard to know what's going on. And that's gonna affect my exposure to the Cleveland side as well. Um, Turner I think you mentioned is still out and Isaiah Jackson is questionable so if those two are both out I mean these big guys for Cleveland could just absolutely smash against Indy. Uh, We saw this about a week ago they were playing Chicago I believe and Busev has just absolutely crushed them when those two guys were out so Allen and Mobley could be in really good spots here depending on who suits up for Indy. Um, Don't know how much deeper I want to go on Cleveland than that. Kevin Love I guess I, I suppose off the bench has a little bit of upside at 6,900. He, he's
2: like, uh, he only got 20 minutes the other night with Garland coming back. They just really needed his, his uh, offensive ability when yeah, Garland and now that was Lavert's
1: out, in there, yeah. With LaVert in there, that kind of takes away some of his usage, I feel like. So he, he is going to be really difficult to play, but yeah, good point there.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I pay far too much attention to Cleveland because... I've got way too much money on them to win the championship, whether it's a good idea or not. I don't know. It's it's. I got it 120 to 1, so I'm, I'm fine with them at 50 to 1 right now. I'll, I can always cash out if I need to. Grant, I'm not going to. I'm just going to let it ride and hopefully get 100K. But yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Garland, Allen, Mobley, all three very solid plays. Obviously, Indy without all their bigs great spot for them like they can put up a massive outing and then garland's too cheap at 8200 i mean this guy pretty solid matchup here going up against indy should be back up to mid 30s minutes here like he's even with in the lineup probably still going to be a heavy usage guy before he got injured was leading the league in potential assists over like the last three weeks prior to getting injured something like that as 60-point upside, I really like Garland. He's my favorite, followed by probably Allen, then Mobley. But that that's kind of as far as I'm going. I'm right there with you. Lavert's too expensive. Let's move on to the indie side of things. Are you playing Halliburton?
1: I don't think I can in his first game. We've seen guys who have been moved kind of working slowly. Uh, Norman Powell is the one that comes to mind. He only played like eight minutes in the first half of his first game with the Clippers. Um, McCollum. But they really get, don't have anyone
2: else to play.
1: I mean, yeah, you you do make a good point, but it's not <laughs> like he's underpriced. He's 8,400. So, I mean, he, you need yeah. him out there for, I mean, 35 minutes at 8,400 and it's a, a really, really tough matchup against Cleveland too. Um, that's, that's the main thing for me, even if yeah. he got his full run, Cleveland's been awesome on defense. They pray, play pretty slow. So just a tough spot for Halliburton Add in the unknown with it being his first game with them. And I'm just out on him. I I would rather go down. I, this depends on Brogdon too. If Brogdon is in there, it gets even tougher, but he likely sits. I think Duarte at 5,900, I could probably be talked into, um, don't don't know if I lo- love that either. It just it's so hard to figure out what their usage is going to look like. Like this is a completely brand new rotation for all intents and pur- purposes. So, I'll probably just take a wait and see approach on Indy here uh, within this tough matchup with Cleveland.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Isaiah Jackson, if he plays, if. Yeah, I mean they still got Goga there and Goga's ready. If I J- say Jackson misses, I think Goga's in a pretty solid spot. 4,700. probably still too cheap for him. They'll need his size. Um, I assume that it'll play as long as he doesn't get into foul trouble. Um he he he'd probably be the one guy. If Brogdon ends up sitting the you talked me out of Halliburton. I just I just got too excited there. Um <laughs> yeah, Halliburton would be fine. It is,
1: it is gonna Brog- be fun to watch him like run the show in Indy. I mean. I don't know what they're going to do with Brogdon, but when anytime Brogdon is out, Halliburton running the show and in Indy, it's good, definitely going to be fun.
2: Yeah, it's going to be enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's, it's really it's really probably just go-go here for me. Let's go on to the next game here. we got OKC going up against Philly. OKC, SCA is still out. I don't think OZ is going to play, or K, KZ is going to play. Um, not that it really matters. James Robinson Earl is still out. Wiggins still out. Roby still out. On the Philly side of things, um, all the guys that are gone are obviously not playing. James Harden is not in the player pool. Don't know if he's going to play or not. Shake Melton is currently questionable. And Maxi is also, I believe, questionable for this game. So a lot of things to pay attention to on over on the Philly side of things. Let's start off with OKC, tough matchup going up against um, Philly. Obviously, they're without a lot of guys, so a little bit easier of a matchup sda still out are you looking at the main guys again that have been getting a lot of run and doing pretty decently and giddy dort Basley.
1: yeah giddy is i don't know that price on giddy at (laughs) 7500 i struggle with just he doesn't take a ton of shots um the rebounds and assists have been phenomenal tough matchup against philly he's fine but it it doesn't really excite me in this in this matchup Uh, i'd much rather pay 1200 less for dort um He's been seeing a ton of usage as well. He's also been getting um, good peripheral stats. Shot poorly in his last one, so he he didn't quite uh, perform to where I expected him to. But his his four or five games before that looked really good without SGA. Um, so Doord at 6,300, I think, would be my first look. And Baisley at 5,800 is another guy who's kind of stepped up here and seen a little bit more usage without SGA. Uh, but the tough matchup, it, I don't know. It just depends on what kind of value we have with these trade guys playing or not playing, whether we need to go to these um, OKC guys like Dordan, Basley strike me as guys who are slightly underpriced, but I'm I'm not sure if we're going to need it on the slate, I guess is my, my stance on it.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, Philly is sitting at a 13 point favor right now. I think Harden plays like just based on this um, and the fact that James Harden hasn't played in like five or six days, I think he just gets, and what, 13's a big
1: number.
2: Phil- yeah, New Jersey to Philly is what like a three-hour drive. Like it's not not that far. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I think that he ends up playing here. I'm worried about a blowout. If you want to stack it up, that's fine. But I really have no interest in stacking it. I have no interest in and in be. I have no interest over on the OKC okay side because OKC okay, side because I have no interest on in, in a bead at this price tag with Harden probably playing. Harris at this price tag, with Harden probably playing Maxi at this price. Tag, like, I have no interest in this. Is kind of just a cross off game, assuming that Harden plays. If Harden sits, then yeah, I can play Embiid. I can bring it back with Dort, Giddy. Um, that's fine. I can bring it back with Baisley. But at this price, at these price tags, assuming Harden plays, this game's going to get out of hand probably real quick. And yeah. all these guys are priced up too high.
1: Yeah, Harden playing would would definitely make Philly pretty much unplayable. Um, if Harden sit, I mean, you, so there's a situation that could be the complete opposite too, where we have Maxi and Milton out, and then Harden doesn't play either, and then you have all kinds of value on Philly. Obviously, with uh, Curry and Drummond shipped out now as well, their depth takes a little bit of a hit. So, yeah, Philly is definitely a situation to watch. Um, it's either going to be a spot where we don't want to play anybody. Or Harden and Maxi sit, and we want to play everybody. So, yeah, def- definitely a game to watch the news on.
2: Philadelphia is an hour and a half away from Brooklyn. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I'm, he's playing.
1: Yeah, I, I know he was listed on the injury report for Brooklyn over the past couple of weeks. That's probably related to the trade. Um, oh, it's one hundred. I think they <laughs> they pretty much admitted to that. Yeah, so he should be good to go. We'll we'll have to see how it shakes out.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to move on to the next game?
1: Uh, yeah, I think this is just kind of a wait and see game. So let's let's move on for now. All right. Denver
2: going up against Boston for Denver. Main guys that are always out. and Morris um, Rivers is questionable over on the Boston side of things. Schroeder no longer on the team. Richardson no longer on the team. Dozier, no longer on the team. Langford, no longer on the team. Fernando, no longer on the team. All the new guys are not in the player pool, um, and I doubt they end up playing. Let's start off with the Denver side of things. Tough matchup going up against Boston. To me, it's Joker as a GPP play, and that's that's really it.
1: Yep, that's pretty much where I'm at, too. Um, Morris being out, I do have slight interest in, in Bones Highland at 3,800. If he grabs a start for Morris, he could be interesting. He had a really good game his last time out. In 25 minutes, he put up 35 DK points, um, took 12 shots. So I'd be interested in him potentially um, with Morris out if he's in the starting lineup. If they start somebody like Forbes and Highland is coming off the bench, maybe there's he doesn't quite get enough run. Um, and due to the matchup, maybe I don't have as much interest. So, you have interest but, in Forbes at
2: 3,300 if he gets to start?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... I think we, we would have to, right? Well, one of those guys should get some significant run here. I know it's a tough matchup, but 3,300 for Forbes, if he was starting, is, is definitely in play.
2: Yeah, yeah, you kind of talked me into that. I, I, I could see playing whichever one of the uh, point guards ends up starting, but outside of that, it's really just Joker for me um, and not even that high on him in this tough matchup. What about over on the Boston side? Not really a great matchup going up against Denver. shipping out Schroeder really isn't going to change too much. And Jay Rich, like it probably just adds a few minutes to Marcus Smart, probably a few minutes to Jalen Brown would be my guess. All of them are kind of priced where they should be. Do you have any interest in anyone over on the Boston side?
1: Pritchard is maybe the guy that benefits from Schroeder being shipped out. Um, He's 3,600.
2: He's he's probably going to get what, 20 minutes a run?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be in play. I, I would much rather play the guy, whoever starts for Denver, I think is a much better play than Pritchard coming off the bench for Boston. You kind of touched on it. This game environment just is not great overall. Both of these teams play pretty good defense and both play pretty slow. So, I, I mean, like Tatum and Brown being on the court together limits their upside. It's always difficult to figure out who's going to have the ceiling game. I don't think it's a spot I'm, I'm going to target against this Denver team. Um, so unless Pritchard were to jump into the starting lineup, which I don't think that happens, very very unlikely. Yeah. I think they just run. Yeah. The, it, like Schroeder wasn't, wasn't starting anyway. So Pritchard probably just picks up a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, no, no real interest on the Boston side.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. San Antonio going up against Atlanta, big old total here two thirty two point and a half, uh, eight point favorite is Atlanta. Derek White, he gone. Sadoransky, he gone. Um, Trey Jones, questionable. Eubanks, gone. Thad Young, gone. And they, they, they just, they, I think they've given up on the season. Over on the Atlanta side of things, everyone's kind of healthy outside. Of Lou Williams is questionable. Let's start out with San Antonio. Anyone going to get a big boost without some of these guys in here? I mean, with Whiteout, out, that that opens up quite a bit of playing times. Eubanks not really going to change too much. Sadoransky not changing a ton. He hasn't been getting a ton of run, but 19 minutes. Um, Actually, I guess he hasn't played in weeks. Thad Young open up a little bit at center. Um, Like Collins maybe at 3,200 could get some extra run without these guys in here.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I have a lot of interest in whoever steps into that two-guard role. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Lonnie Walker or Devin Vassell, maybe even Josh Primo, but one of those guys will probably start next to DeJounte. Uh, whoever that guy is, I, I have a lot of interest in him. This is this is a great game environment. Both teams play pretty fast. Um, not, not very good on defense either, so um, definitely need a Spurs starting lineup, but I, I have interest in Murray as a spend-up. I think that this is a A great matchup for him and then i mentioned whoever that other cheap guard that's stepping in whether it's walker or vassell or primo i have i have a lot of interest in in that guy as well
2: do you think there's any chance that they just end up uh end up kind of dispersing the minutes between them and dougie mcbuckets a little bit
1: it's possible yeah at the three but i mean white was playing over 30 minutes at the two so yeah. I think there there's significant run going to somebody here. Uh, I think that's part of the reason that they traded him is they wanted to get a, a look at some of these younger guys. But yeah, I I, I think McDermott will start next to Keldon and Pirtle and Murray. But but there's still one more spot that somebody's going to jump into. Who should that and that guy should get some extra run here.
2: Yeah, my problem is I just never trust Pops, but. I'll probably end up rolling with whoever gets into it, the starting lineup there.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a risky situation because it could be a hot hand type of deal. Like Walker could start. And if he comes out cold, maybe the cell comes in and gets the extra run starts the second half over Walker or something like that. It's definitely a very fluid situation. Just one, one I'll be watching and, and have some interest in.
2: Yeah. And I definitely don't mind Pertle Um, had to crushed me the other night going up against Cleveland. Had a rough night. I bet his points over and his all points over and his PRA and none of them hit. Still sad about that, but you know what? He's been putting up pretty good games recently outside a game where he got injured in Golden State. He's at 31, 46, 44, 46 points in the last four outings. So he's been pl- very, very good. His price tag at 7.3K is probably still a little bit too cheap. I know they haven't been playing Capella a ton in the fourth, or they haven't been playing him at all in the fourth. But I'm guessing Pirtle, he's so important to this offense and this team that he's probably going to end up playing a decent amount of men. So he's he's actually one of my favorite plays, followed by Murray, followed by whoever ends up getting the start of the two. Um, Over on the Atlanta side of things, Trey Young in tournaments, and I don't really have a ton of interest in anything else.
1: Yeah, pretty much fully healthy. So I'll I'll be chasing Trey Young ceiling a little bit. Um, probably out on everybody after that. You kind of touched on Capella not not playing enough minutes here recently. Um, Collins six thousand six hundred is I mean fine I guess if if he happens to land in a lineup I wouldn't kick him out but uh, not going to be a priority for me.
2: Yeah yeah no Capella has been great And hitting the under on his points hitting uh, under on his rebounds hitting on the under on his points plus rebounds. And you just get terrified after the first quarter when he <laughs> up like seven. And <laughs> you're just like, third quarter, it's like he gets taken out. And I'm like, I think I'm safe. He hasn't had, and then he just doesn't come court. back in. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's come back in, in the fourth quarter in the last four games, which has been beautiful. I'll probably be right back at it again tomorrow. Um, what is his line? I wonder if his line is out here yet. I'm going to check since I can do that. Capella points nine and a half. Rebounds 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm probably betting the I'm gonna bet the under honest points tonight. Um, and probably just points and rebounds. And I might wait and see if there's a better line in the morning because it's pretty consistent what it was the other night. And match-up versus purdle is not really a great one for him. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next game. Here we got Minnesota going up against Chicago. Minnesota Edwards is questionable, Russell is questionable, Pat Bev is questionable. Prince is questionable. Nas Reed is questionable. So, Okiji is questionable. So, a lot of news there uh, over on the (laughs) Chicago side of things. Vooch is questionable. Um, Dosumu is also... No, Vooch is probable. Dosumu is questionable. He's had a concussion. So, um, Caruso ball still out here. Let's start off with the Minnesota side of things. Um, Don't really know what to say here, considering... (laughs) We don't know who's playing, but the more guys like if Edwards and Russell are both out, just hammer cat into every lineup.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Minnesota's been listing these guys as questionable for like a week and they've been playing mostly. Um, Beverly missed the last one, I believe, but Edwards and Russell played. The game before that, I think Russell and Beverly sat, but Edwards played. Um, So, yeah, just, just a weird situation here with. A ton of guys questionable, so gonna have to pay attention to the news. If, even if one of the big three sits, I'm gonna have interest in in the other guy, um, the other two guys. Towns um, will be in play for me either way. Not not square scared of that matchup against Butch, really. Um between Edwards and Russell. Um, Chicago's perimeter defense has taken a big hit with their injuries. Uh, I think Desunmo being in or out does make a difference, but Ball and Caruso both out for sure. Um, is a hit to the Chicago defense. So if if one of Edwards or Russell is out, I have interest in the one that plays for sure. But I, I think this is a pretty good matchup against the Chicago team, who's dealing with quite a few injuries.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's going to be wait and see based on who ends up playing. But if everyone plays, then honestly, I don't have a problem with Edwards, Russell, Towns, Pat Bev. Um, if Town, if Edwards or Russell misses, then Cat, great play. The the other guy who plays, great play. Both of them are out. Hammer and Towns, Papev, if he plays, and Russell and Edwards are out, I think he's pretty solid. And obviously, ancillary guys like McDaniels, potentially Beasley, potentially Vanderbilt, all can become in play. This is going to be a high-scoring game here. Over on the Chicago side of things, I mean, DeRozan has been absolutely just smashing every single night. Like, his over on points has been something I've been hitting at a very consistent clip, and not even close. Like he hits it every single night by like halfway through the third. It's beautiful. Um, he's probably the main guy to think about, but Levine's fine. Dosumu, if he ends up missing, I mean, we have to assume Cody White's probably getting 30 minutes again. That, that That's kind of what I'm looking at.
1: Yep. I agree. Absolutely love DeRozan. If Vooch plays um, between him and, him and Levine, it's it's tough to figure out. I, I have interest in both of them, honestly. Um, just Cat's not a, a fantastic defender inside. So I, I think Booch could could have a big game here. And Levine can go off against anybody. So of Chicago's big three, I have a little bit of interest in all three of them. DeRozan is, is my preference as well. Just love that consistency and that usage that we've been seeing out of him. Um, agreed, Kobe White's a great playoff. soon Mo sits again. We saw him jump into the starting lineup. Um, still only 5,400. I think that's a, a perfectly fair price for him. Um, if DeSumo's in there, I probably don't want to play DeSumo or, or white, either one. They're just going to eat into each other a little bit too much. And because has missed some time, we've seen the price, the price come up on white a little bit. Um, but pretty much just interest in the main three for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the last game of the night here. We got Orlando going up against Utah. Um Orlando Suggs is questionable. Other guys are still out. Same guys there. I'm always at Wagner, MCW. I think he actually might have gotten dropped. Fultz, Bulbo, I think got traded. Um over on the Utah side of things, Gobert is questionable. Gay is questionable. Um, so let's start off here with Orlando. Uh, to me, this game has blowout written all over it. If you want to, it's either stack or fade for me uh, on the Orlando side.
1: I, I agree with that take. Um, and it's, if Gobert is in there, I'm, I'm out completely just because I feel like there's way too much blowout risk going into Utah for just a young, not very good basketball team in Orlando would, would be a very tough spot. Um, if, if Gobert's out, I could be talked into like a game stack scenario, but it wouldn't be something I, I target heavily. Um, like just looking at the prices nobody stands out as super underpriced I don't mind Cole Anthony at 7200 he'd probably he's shown the best ceiling here recently but he's been too inconsistent so he won't be a priority for me Um, no not a ton of interest in Orlando and none if Gobert is in there
2: yeah yeah and on the Utah side of things like Mitchell's fine but like with with Mitchell healthy don't have any interest in Bogdanovich Conley Clarkson, all of them are kind of priced up because they're out like Whiteside's not playing too many minutes. I mean, he had a big night the other night versus Golden State. If Gobert ends up playing, then, yeah, you can probably play Gobert. But I, I just don't really have any interest in Utah.
1: Yep, kind of right there with you. Um, I know Ingles, the injury opens up a few extra minutes, but the problem is their main rotation guys play a ton of minutes already. Um, so they're not going to see that, that big of a bump um azabuki is the guy that's kind of gotten a little bit of extra run but he's no longer minimum price he's up to 4500 so i don't even love him at that price maybe maybe in a blowout he's a guy that could see 25 minutes and be in, be interesting um but yeah not, not a ton of interest in utah for me
2: yeah all right let's play the morning grind game and then get on out of here uh favorite 7x play under 5k who's your chief guy that's going to go off here
1: Uh, so i talked about that Spurs two guard. I'm going to, I think it'll be, it's Walker Vassell. I think I'm going to go with Vassell, um, just with Derek White out of town. I think there's some, some usage opening up. And I think that Vassell has the most upside of, of the other guys that they have there. So give me Vassell.
2: All right. I'm going to go with, I feel like there was someone early on, but I can't remember because it's so far back. Uh, I'm going to go with Goga
1: uh who's like, over the, 8K? the denver point guard i think is the other guy you were trying to think of Whoever oh, starts yeah. a point guard for denver for yeah. or, uh highland i'm still
2: gonna go with goga he's in that 4k he'll he'll get a uh, 28 um over 8k to go under 5x who's your high price bust
1: um we talked about that that boston denver game just not being a great overall environment um i'll go with jason tatum
2: I like that. I like, that. I'm going with Embiid. I think Harden ends up playing tomorrow. Um, obviously, watch out for news. Uh, favorite 6X play on the board?
1: Um, I, Charlotte is going to run a really tight rotation again. Um, Kelly Oubre at 5,900 is standing out as, as a smash.
2: All right. I'm going to go with Jakob Uh He's been doing a pretty consistent clip. Uh, I think he does it again tonight. Um, Let's get weird. GPP play.
1: Um, so I just talked about that Charlotte rotation. A uh, guy who's been out the last couple of games, so I could see popping into the rotation is James Booknight. He is minimum priced. Um, Ish Smith is out of town, so I think there's some backup point guard minutes available if Booknight is able to play. I, I would have some interest there.
2: All right, I'm gonna go with I literally just uh, Jarrett Allen. Uh, I think he 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 kind of shreds up. Indeed, he's been coming to this game in decent form. Uh, any
1: bets the night before that you like? Um, I didn't see any that stood out. Um, let me see what. Um, whatever the spread in Cleveland is, give me Cleveland. Um, I think he said it was thirteen. Yeah. Big, yeah, just too many new pieces there in Indy. I think it's going to take a, a, a little while for them to adapt. They may limit Halliburton. We're we're not even sure if Heald's going to play. So that that rotation in Indy, I think it's going to take them a couple of games to to gel together. Cleveland is, has been firing on all cylinders all year long. They're just a good team overall. So I like Cleveland to cover that that big spread. All right, I'm
2: going with, I got Jakob Hurdle over 12 and a half
1: points that I'm, Right
2: after the show, because I can't do it while well, I'm on Zoom, because I don't know why. Jakobertel um, over points plus rebounds. Clint Capella under 19 and a half points plus rebounds. Yaka, uh, Capella under nine and a half points. Going back to the well with both those. I think it's a solid spot here. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here?
1: Um, no, not really. Just a good good trade deadline. Fun to see all the action um can't wait to see how these guys fit in with their new teams and oh, I think we're so excited we're set up to for a,
2: philly and brooklyn in a month
1: yeah man it's that's gonna be fun for sure
2: yeah all right keith said thanks for hopping on to stevie appreciate it uh stevie will be back next week we're out of here see you kids